color of the sun. This is Sunshine, and welcome back to Burning Bridges. And as per usual, new week, new topic. Now, last night Euphoria came on, and child, (laughs) I'm so sick of that man's writing, but it gave me the idea of talking about siblings this week. This episode of Burning Bridges was brought to you by... Once again, everyone black. Uh, It is Black History Month starting tomorrow, and I'm just throwing it out there. I would like to make my marking on today. Uh, Some company is going to do something wild to piss us off. I just know it already. Like, the same way that they be throwing, like, rainbows on everything for pride. When Black History Month roll around, everybody just loses their damn mind. So, throwing it out there now. Alrighty, let's get into it. So, I would like to start this off by saying that I am the youngest. I have brothers. I have a sister. I am the youngest. So... So whatever I say, understand that it's coming from that perspective, but also I'm the black sheep of the family, so it's coming from that perspective. Either way, as per usual, argue with your pastor, your mama, somebody else, not me. To figure out if you have a good sibling relationship, I like to ask the question, if my sibling was not my sibling and we were relatively in the same age group, would we be friends? Would I actively be their friend? Would they actively be my friend? And honestly, I think that's a great question for parents as well. Now that we're adults, we can look at them as people sometimes and not our parents. And that gives us a completely different insight to who they are. Like, as a person, do I like you? I understand by default I'm supposed to love you. But as a person, are you likable? Now, you know, I like my types and categories and things like that. That's just how my brain works. I put everything into boxes. It is what it is. So there are five different types of siblings. And I would like to specify that this is genuinely like the types of siblings. This isn't any archetypes or anything like that. I do have some bonus content coming out with those archetypes. If you would like to listen to those, please feel free. But the five types of siblings are full. So obviously you have both parents. They are the same. Then you have half. One parent is the same step. Your parents married each other. You were from pre-existing relationships. And then we have adoptive. That one's pretty self-explanatory. And then we have fictive, which is like... You are in no way, shape, or form siblings. However, everyone refers to you as siblings or you just act as such. I've noticed that in the black community, we actually don't say step or half. Like, unless we're talking about the parent because we just don't like the parent. But even with the parent, I've seen so many people rather say, like, that's my mom's husband than saying that's my stepdad. And with siblings, instead of saying half or step, they would just say, oh, that's my brother on my mom's side or that's my sister on my dad's side. But we would never say those words. Like, for me in particular, technically, I only have one full sibling. I've never referred to her as such. I've never referred to my brothers as half-siblings. I've never done that. That's crazy to me. Because those are my brothers. Like, why should you get a special name because we don't got the same parents? I think that's crazy. For me in particular, because I was the youngest, I came out thinking all y'all were my siblings. I knew nothing better of the such. So why would I call you anything different? And even if that wasn't the case... Like, I would never want them to refer to me as that. Don't ever do that. Like, I don't think I've ever heard them do that. If I ever heard them do that, I would probably be like, you about to get a whole ass whooping, though. Step outside. In all honesty, though, it's mostly because my mom nipped that shit in the bud. She was like, we don't talk to each other like that. So we're not going to talk to each other like that. Like, I didn't realize that that was the case until I was deep in my teenage years. Like, I didn't ever think anything different. We very obviously did not look the same. But in my head, I was like, well, I look like dad and you look like mom. That's really all that it boiled down to be to me, and I never thought anything different, because why would I? And when I was sitting down thinking about what to say for this episode, I thought about that, that concept itself of, like, my mom made sure we did not speak to each other like that. So then it made me think that parents, what a shocker, have such a huge impact on how the relationships of their kids develop. 
For example, I don't speak to my siblings. I'm never going to sit here and say that I hate my siblings. I don't hate them. They just aren't my cup of tea. And that is okay. Now, with that being said, I understand now at an older age, now that I've been to therapy, unpacked a couple of things, that a lot of the reasons why I don't like my siblings is because of how my mom treated them versus how she treated me. Which I look back at it now and I'm like, damn, you know, like, I wish I had a little more sibling relationship. But at the same time, I was the youngest. So it's kind of like a deadbeat dad saying, you know, a phone works both ways. I was the youngest. I'm not going to be the bigger person. Listen, I'm going to be mature about a lot of things. I'm going to accept my fault for a lot of things. But I already put my foot down. I'm never going to say sorry to them. I'm a firm believer in apologize if you genuinely mean it. Apologize if you genuinely know what you are apologizing for. I don't mean it because I ain't do shit. So I'm not going to apologize. I'm also very short. So by default, God did not make me the bigger person. I also believe that everyone gets three bigger person tokens. These are tokens to be given when there is something super traumatic that happens, but you have to be the bigger person and you have to suck it up for the greater good, right? I've used two. I have more than one sibling left. To be fair, no one gets it. I just think I should save it for something crazier in the rest of my life. Like I'm a quarter way through, not even. The amount of siblings also affects the relationships of the siblings. Like only children scare me so badly. They scare me, but in the same breath, I'm jealous of them. In that same breath, my heart hurts for them just a little bit. Like you ain't never had to worry about not getting the cereal you wanted. You ain't never had to worry about somebody putting their hands over the cable box so that you couldn't use the remote. You ain't never had to worry about somebody just taking you up top out of nowhere. Or someone hiding in your room to scare you when you came home from school. Or someone rushing to the bathroom to use all the hot water before you because they knew that you were about to take a shower and they didn't think about taking a shower, but they thought about it for like 30 minutes and just didn't get up. But now the fact that you got up and you made the water start running, now they want to take a shower. Or that feeling of like, You come home from a long day and you had leftover food or you had a specific snack and someone ate it. Top five most devastating feelings. You never walked into a class and had a teacher go down the roster and see your name. Look at your face. Look back at the paper. Look at your face. Squint and say, do you got siblings? That happened to me not once, not twice, but three times in high school. Three. And it was always math, which made me upset because I'm dyslexic and I didn't want to just like broadcast the fact that I was dyslexic because, you know, kids are cruel. Like, as an adult, I find the Bella Thorne and Bago jokes really funny. But as a teenager, I would have asked to be homeschooled. You know, you ain't never had a bunk bed. You ain't never had the I'm not touching you. Yes, you are kind of argument. But at the same time, you know, there are certain core memories that I have because I have siblings. Like, for example, my brothers really like playing the Resident Evil games. And they were way too scary for me. But they needed a second player sometimes to get through certain missions like the cpu would never hold the lamp in the right way in the cave and they would die so i would just sit there running holding my lamp that's it but that was a core memory for me or like you ever get to go somewhere just because your sibling was going that's crazy i hated being the tag along but sometimes i'm like yo i was never gonna be able to get to this place by myself so it is what it is or like when you do something like something breaking the house they know it's you you don't got nobody to blame it on they know it's you Or when your parents get mad at you, like, you can definitely talk to your friends about it, but they're never going to understand because that's not their parents. Like, talking shit with your siblings about your parents? Top tier. Chef's kiss. And I'm not saying, like, we talking crazy stuff. Like, we're not, like, plotting anything like the Menendez brothers. But sometimes things get crazy and you want to talk to somebody about it that understands and be like, yo, 
Like, yo, she doing all that because I didn't take the chicken out the damn freezer? Like, she doing all that and she just walked in the door? Now, as an adult, I understand, like, the chicken out the freezer thing. I understand it, like, a little bit more. But also, like, why couldn't you take it out instead of telling me to do it? Why didn't you just take it out on your way out? But anyways, it's that camaraderie over the dumb shit. You don't get any of that as an only child. So, for that, I feel sad. For everything else, it's like, you're a little lucky. The reason why they scare me is because, as a kid... With siblings, you learn sharing. You learn compromise. You learn how to deal with other people socially. Off rip. Only children can only do that at school or with friends in the neighborhood and stuff like that. That's scary to me. A lot of only children, listen, I'm not saying y'all are underdeveloped. I'm not saying that y'all are late bloomers. I'm not saying any of that. But the amount of only children that I have interacted with that had little bit of sociopathic tendencies is quite high. The statistics for the amount of only children who do narcissistic shit is quite high. I was talking to one of my friends about this because she's an only child. And she was like, mm, didn't the Unabomber have siblings? Like, okay, your point. Sidebar, the Unabomber's brother actually came to my elementary school, I think twice, to talk to us about see something, say something. That was a very interesting way to teach children see something, say something. Sidebar over. I digress. Let me get off the case of only children, but... Being a good sibling is not difficult. It's really not difficult. So when we go back to the question of if our siblings were not our siblings, will we be friends? It boils down to do you have the good qualities of loyalty, honesty, and compassion? So with loyalty, you can't just be loyal when it's beneficial. You can't just be loyal to throw it back in somebody's face or when you're only on good terms. Loyalty is through and through no matter what. Then with compassion, I feel like a lot of people confuse enabling with compassion if your sibling is doing something crazy that is harmful or dangerous you need to say something be honest and talk to them about it having compassion for someone doesn't mean we excuse all their behavior because something bad is happening but it means that we tread a little lighter we try to be a little more understanding because of the circumstances and with honesty it's not being a jerk a lot of people think oh i'm just being brutally honest no, you're being an asshole. That's really what that boils down to be because you can be honest without being disrespectful. So why are these the three characteristics that I picked? It's because from the people that I've asked, these are the most common things that when done incorrectly, make them hate their siblings. Dishonesty. I told you something in confidence and then you went and held it against me. So you either blackmailed me or you just straight up went and told on me. More often than not, it's not even because you wanted to tell on me just to be spiteful. You just wanted the spotlight off of you. It's like a Monica and Ross situation when they're going back and forth telling everybody secrets. Like, congrats, I definitely don't trust you. We'll never trust you again. But I'm terrified now because I'm terrified to see what you're going to do when you actually want to hurt me. Because I fear the, if I'm going down, you're going down with me, way less than I'm just going to throw you under the bus. Matter of fact, I'm going to push you in front of it for shits and giggles. And then with lacking compassion, it looks a lot like victim blaming. It looks a lot like invalidating feelings and playing the I had it worse game. You should never play the trauma Olympics with anyone, but especially with your siblings. This is literally top tier reason why I don't speak to my siblings. We play the trauma Olympics. I personally think that I will always win. And that's because I know all of my trauma. I don't know theirs. And that's the thing. We don't know everyone's everything all the time. So playing that game is just going to hurt everybody involved. No one's going to get a medal for being the most hurt. Like, that's the thing, too. What do you get out of that game? Like, you win, but at what cost? Like, what is the prize? 
a sash that says I'm the most fucked up in the family? What What's the reason? Then when it came to the loyalty, I asked a lot of my friends, what do you think makes a sibling loyal? What do you think makes a sibling disloyal? And a lot of them agreed, well, picking a partner over me makes them disloyal. Or picking a job over me makes them disloyal. So I got a little bit of issue with that. The only issues that I got with that is the fact that, like, if the job makes you happy, makes your life better, I gotta put me first, Lucius. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. I get that. But as far as a partner... It obviously depends on the situation, but the way that they were saying it was like, you know, if they like fucked my boyfriend, obviously like we not cool no more. That's understandable. But when it's picking a partner, like if you and your siblings partner got beef, depending on the beef, they might have to burn that bridge with you. And that's just what it is. Because like everyone's like, oh, blood is thicker than water. The full saying is like the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So it's like the bonds that you make might be stronger, healthier, and more beneficial to your life than the bonds that you are forced to have by blood. As always, I'm a firm believer and I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you you have to interact with nobody you don't want to interact with. I'm not going to tell you you got to say sorry or you got to do the things that people want you to do. So the same way, I'm not ever going to tell you you have to stay family because you family. Like, do I look like Vin Diesel? Obviously, you can't see what I look like, but I don't. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, we all got to be family because we're family. Even with Vin Diesel, though, Brian was not family. Brian got married into the family and half of them weren't his family, but that was his family. So I guess I am Vin Diesel. Family is who you make family. I'm not bald, though, so don't try to make those jokes. Fast and Furious sidebar. I was definitely upset when the ninth movie came out and they just called it Fast 9 because I was like, why was it not called Undeniably Fast? So Fast 10 needs to be Fast 10, your seatbelts. Like, you can't just be like, oh, it's the fate of the eight and then not make any other one a pun. That's crazy to me. Why would you do that on the eighth one? Why would you not do that on, like, the seventh one? Why would you not do that on the ninth one? Like, why was the eighth one the one we did that for? Sidebar over. So if you have those three characteristics, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yes, there's a lot of terrible things that siblings can do from making fun of you past the regular sibling point to telling you who you can and can't hang out with, telling you who you can and can't date, blackmailing you, manipulating you. Your parents think that they're the favorite, so they're just narcissistic. Everything revolves around them. You feel like you got to say yes to them all the time. They don't respect your privacy. They damage your property. They criticize how you look, criticize how you dress. They only contact you when they need something. Yes, there's a slew of things that makes you terrible. But it really is easy to be a good sibling. Maybe someday I'll sit down with my siblings and ask them if they thought I was a good sibling. And I'll tell them straight up they weren't. But <laughs> but like, if I wasn't, I wasn't. I can't undo that. You can't. That's the thing. You can never replicate a sibling relationship. I can never go back and redo my childhood. I can never go back. I can definitely build going forward. But it goes back to the same question. Would I even want to? Like, because at this point, I don't feel the familiar bond that you're supposed to feel with your siblings. So it would be, do we want to be friends? And you can give me that people change spiel all the time. I get it because I definitely am a different person than I was when I was a teenager living in that house with all of them. But I also acknowledge that small little baby me wanted to be their friend, wanted to be loved by them. Now I'm an adult and I have it, so I'm fine. Do I think it's ass sometimes? Because there was definitely enough of us that I should have been friends with at least one of them. 
Yes. But this goes back to my previous thought before I just started getting on the case of only children. I think it's difficult for sibling sets of two, three, five, and then seven plus. With two, there's always a comparison. There will always be a comparison. Whether it's, oh, why can't you be like your brother? Why can't you be like your sister? Or it's like a, well, when they were this age. Or, well, why she gets to do that and I can't do that. It's just, there's always going to be a comparison. Someone's always going to feel like the favorite. And sometimes parents do a terrible job of hiding the fact that one of them is the favorite. Especially if one of them excels in sports or academics. We even have some situations where, like, one kid is just a replacement, and that's so terrible. Some parents literally have a replacement kid. They feel like they messed up so bad on the first one that they have another one. And then, more often than not, the older kid becomes the adult and parent for the younger kid. Constantly babysitting, constantly doing the parenting. And then you have the very rare, but also still sad cases where some people have a kid that has so many health issues that they have another kid so that they have someone that's more likely than not a match for blood, transplants, everything like that, that kid will always resent the first kid. Or they would just feel like their existence doesn't matter. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible thing. When it comes to three, now it's a little bit easier, but it's still difficult. The middle child often, more often than not, feels left out unless they excel. They have to excel to stand out. Or they have to be born a different sex than the other two. So, like, if they're the only boy or if they're the only girl, they, by default, get a little attention. But the oldest will always be the oldest and the youngest will always be the youngest. So, the middle child has to fight to be in any sort of spotlight. Sometimes, again, causes resentment against the other two. And then sometimes also it could be a gang up situation. Like, the older two gang up on the younger one. Or the younger two just hate the older one and gets to do a lot more shit because the parents are like, oh, well... That one turned out fine. They can do some more. I think four is the golden standard of children. Obviously, all environments are different. I know that when I have kids, I would like to have four. Whether I have to adopt to make that happen or not, I want four. Because it's just the right amount. It's not too many. I think five is OD. Once you get the fear that you can't count all your kids on your hand, I personally think that's OD. That's a lot of mouths to feed. That's a lot of college tuitions if they choose that. Like, that's a lot of 16th birthdays. That's... That's a lot of diapers in puberty. That's a lot. But for four, there's not necessarily a middle child. It's easy to pair people off. So that's everyone has a buddy at all points in time. You know, it's just logically, I feel like four is good. Five creates a middle child again. Five is also so many that we are constantly fighting over dumb shit. And so going more and more and more, the evens can sometimes be okay but the odds will always create the middle child issue. Not that middle children are an issue. I love middle children. I'm not saying that y'all are issues. I'm also not saying that if your family is this large, that is bad. I came from a large family, so did my mom. It's not bad. It comes with its obstacles. Another big obstacle I feel like comes from just from parents, not necessarily from the how the kids interact with each other, but it's the fighting for attention. It's the parents having to choose like, well, I can't go and do this because I got to go and do that. Well, I can't afford to do this, so I got to go and do that. So that creates the resentment amongst the kids because the kids start to blame each other and the parents, but like they mostly start to fight with each other. Like, well, why do they get this? It's always the why can't I? Why do they? You know? And sometimes that rivalry runs so deep that it lasts until they're adults. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like my siblings, but we don't have rivalry. 
like I'm not in competition with any of my siblings for anything. What are we competing for? Parental love? I'm not doing that. So as we wrap up today's episode, main question, would you be friends with your sibling? Now, if you decide no, and you decide that that was the straw that broke the camel's back, me telling you that, please don't go just off of my word. As I sit here and say, you know, like, I don't like my siblings, and I sit here and say, you know, like, I didn't have a good childhood and all these things, there are some times where I wish it was different, where I wish that we could build the bridge again. I know for me, the bridge has to be burnt, buried, in the water, we are island now, like, the whole shebang. I know that, but I'm human, and so are you, so make those decisions lightly, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.